This is At The Nexus, episode 13, Vibrations of the Cat, on Friday, February 10th, 2012. How's it going? Good, how's it going? That's pretty well, how about you? Doing pretty good. Uh, We have a guest here in studio. Uh, This is uh, unusual, but uh, we had some uh, extra hot dogs and uh, a chair. Mm -hmm. How's it going, Sam? Pretty good. Big week? Yeah. It's good. I'd, I'd look over at you, but I have to lean this way so my mic still works. Is that right? Yeah. Plus, you can't really see him today, no. can we? No, uh, we're, we returned back to the blacklight. Yes, we did. So, we're not necromancers, but we're still in the dark. That we are. It's like our whole lives. Yeah. So, so, what did we do today? Whoa, something got bright. Hopefully not the dark light. <laughs> okay. What... Day is it today? Today's Saturday, but Friday, really? Yeah. I don't know either. Did I go to school today? Hmm. Wait, what have you been doing in your uh, Java class? Oh, my Java class. Um, for the first time, because you know our old textbook, when we computer science, our textbook was for Java five, and so um, I was learning how to use Swing and a bunch of other stuff for um, for so GUI for Java five. It was really hard. Um, mm-hmm. You had to make the J-Pains, and you had to do everything. It was just awful and boring. Yeah. And um, it was just so much more extra work to get a little output. Mm-hmm. But now in Java 6, um, you can just say input dialogue, and then it will prompt you for a text box. And you could just say display message, and it works. Um, you showed me the code for this, and it, and uh, it yeah. looked a lot like um, JavaScript, actually. Because JavaScript has those same kind of uh, commands that oh, yeah. allow you to open a prompt box. I don't know much JavaScript, but I do know that how yeah. that works. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, I can, I can throw that code up on the show notes. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll make sure to comment it out for those of you who don't know Java that well. Um, mm, that's but, pretty much everybody. Yeah, I mean, is yeah. Java six the latest release or actually, oh, no, seven? Seven. Yeah, seven. actually, seven is the latest. I just installed it today on the server. Mm-hmm. And you're probably wondering what's different about it, and the answer is nothing. Uh, I don't know. I watched the release. They did, like, the release conference thing. So, like, so does, you know, do, you, for... do you know the differences between 6 and 7? Right, uh, exactly. I can... There's some. I don't know. Java FX is a lot better. Something people use? I don't know. Right. Uh, so, oh, I think one of the things that got in is um, better JavaScript script support, and that is used a lot by Google, especially. Mm-hmm. As you can imagine, they use uh, GWT, the Google Web Framework, or Kit, or I don't know what ends in T. And uh, they use it a lot. But I don't know what it does for normal people. I think uh, it tried to get closures, like in JavaScript, but I don't know if that was delayed for 8. So, mm-hmm. what did you do this week? Went to school, took a bunch of quizzes, came home. Have you ever been arrested or charged or convicted of a felony? Almost. Have you ever been arrested, charged, or convicted of a firearms or explosive charge? No. Are there currently any charges pending against you in any criminal offense? No. Have you ever been arrested, charged, or convicted of any offenses related to alcohol or drugs? My social security number is 545-32-1. Twenty-eight, sixteen. I see where you're going with this, because um, do you know? What, I see what you've also been reading Jobs's FBI report that's been released to the public now. Yes, I heard about this. Yeah. It's, it is quite a interesting thing, a document they released. You know why they released it? What it was for? 
historical document is what they said, but mm. I don't know. Like, I think uh, it was for the uh, 1992 election. Oh, yeah, um, Bush wanted to see if he would be a possible candidate for right. something. What, um, what position would he have been in? Like, CTO um, kind of thing? Like, chief technical officer? Technology not officer? Not sure, but, um... I mean, we kept it kind of weird for Steve to be in that position because he wasn't really much of a tech person. He was more of a designer. Mm-hmm. But, um... One of the charges I'm surprised he was not convicted of was um, a traffic Theft. violation that was less than a hundred dollars. Yeah. Because what was this whole thing? He never wanted a license plate or well, I mean, anything. I, you know, I think that de- developed later in life as he became more of a celebrity than he uh, was in the '80s. Okay. Because he was still with Next back then, right? In '91, he would have still been with Next. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, but um, yeah, just nine, 191 pages of this crap. Just going through it. Um, I, I mean, I don't know. I didn't read through it because, you know, 991 pages is pretty long. But anyway, or 191. The only thing that I remember finding vaguely interesting is that they left his social security number right out in front. He's dead. Which would have been 549-94-3293. Is that what you remember? How do you do that? But it's 1395, isn't it? Oh, yeah, maybe it is. How do <laughs> yeah. you do that? He's Uber Hacker. That's insane. Yeah. Don't let him know your password. I, er, I already showed it to him. Uh, that was too much. It, it's too much for me, that's why I don't remember. But yeah, I, I was going through it and quite a bit of it's um, I, still boxed out. But well, but I mean, most of the stuff is read. most of the stuff is like government forms that aren't very interesting. And uh, some of it is redacted. Mm-hmm. Something about on March 19, 1991... Blank, blank, for Sun Microsystems, blank, something, 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 blank. Mm. So, uh, who knows? Is there yeah. is there something moving down below? Yeah, it's, it's a cat. Don't worry, I'll get it. No. Got it. Got it. Get it. Getting it. Ah, uh, yes. Um, so, as we know, our studio cat's back, because um, it, it, it made an appearance last week, didn't it? I don't know what that or was. was week. it two weeks ago? That was multiple weeks ago. Yeah. You know, this is the first, well, this is the second podcast in the new studio consi- with the new table. Oh, yes. Because last week, um, we imploded. Mm-hmm. Can you remind me what I was doing last week? Um, I think Sam should. Uh, I don't think he, I don't think he knows the answer. I think, I think, I think you the know. universe aired. Yeah, no, that's true, but on Friday, what happened on Friday? You did the universe instead? That was on Saturday. Keep trying. Oh, that was on Saturday. Well, today uh-huh. technically is Saturday. We actually did a show on Saturday. Mm. Yeah. What happened on Friday? I can't remember what happened yesterday. Okay, then. Well, so, yeah. Uh, uh, what did you do for last Friday? Exactly. So, the Nexus uh, had a new podcast, which is The Universe, and that was with Sam. So, tell us about that one. Uh, well... The whole theme of the show is uh, just me and Ryan talking about space and uh, the universe and science and cool things like that. Uh, Our first episode, I believe we talked about NASA and some quantum physics Mm -hmm. and uh, interesting jetpacks and cell phones. Yes, and Uh, uh, I think we also talked about the way... um, No, I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah, remember. something like that. Ago. Yeah, it, it, but it was a lot Ancient of fun. History. We we talked about neurons. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I was trying yeah. to remember. But the, my neurons weren't firing. Do we record that on Friday? No, we recorded that on Saturday. Okay, so what what was this Friday thing that you were talking about? 
It was an absence of a podcast. Yeah, but I love how he said earlier that, do you know what we did on Friday? And, like, I said, the universe. And they're like, no. And then he's like, we did the universe. No, we did it, but just mm-hmm. on Saturday. Okay, whatever. You have but to understand that we did the universe on yes. Saturday. Today is Saturday. We normally well, do it on Saturdays. Have we ever had a podcast well, actually published on a Friday? On the calendar. It's marked as Friday. Okay. What about on your Amazon bucket? I'm always two days, up, two days late on the upload. Oh, okay. Hmm. Oh. Okay, cool. <laughs> Candy canes. Yeah. So, uh, any big news this week? Uh, just a few things in the stories. Um, just a few things. No, this, this wasn't... I mean, I, I, like I thought it was kind of a boring week, except for... Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of, lot of rumors, essentially. There wasn't a lot of things There's actually happened. a lot of rumors. Well, I mean, some weeks there, there's actual news that things actually happen, but this week was mostly just... Rumors. I heard um, Microsoft let out a bunch of rumors this week. Yes, they did. Uh, it, can you tell us anything about uh, that? No, I, I absolutely know nothing, except I have a lot of links that might know something. Mm, interesting. So, at the beginning of the week, so on Monday, that's usually the start of a week, right? No. No? Sunday, normally. Well, Sunday, no, Monday, Tuesday. Nobody does that anymore. Um, but, hmm, something's snapping. Yeah. This is an audio podcast. Can't be as bad as a vibrator. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, so the um you know everybody knew that Microsoft said earlier or late last year that the uh Windows seven or I mean Windows eight beta would come out in late February. And uh they released the developer preview in November, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't really remember. Because it was pretty boring and lackluster. But the, the consumer preview is what they're calling it now, and the consumer preview is what they were calling it a beta previously, and that's going to probably be coming out on the 29th. Uh, they're going to have a big event at Mobile World Congress, I believe. Yeah. Where's that? Um, it is in Barcelona. Interesting. Which uh, do you know? Do you know where that is? Barcelona. Yeah, I've been there. That's why I asked. Um, How is it? Cool. Okay. Well, warm. Spain. Is a very interesting city. A lot of culture. Interesting. Hmm. Any technology? Yeah. A lot of phones. Congresses. Mobiles. Worlds. No? Okay. Uh, well, so I don't know why they're doing it at Mobile World Congress, but one of the ideas is that they want to make Windows 8... Um, they want to make this cons- this this preview event more about the tablets than they have in the past because right now they haven't said anything about Windows on ARM. They've alluded to it and they said that it's going to be on ARM, but they haven't showed any real devices with Windows on ARM. Um, you know, like your iPad runs on ARM and that touchpad over there, that piece of crap runs on ARM. You know, a um, little off topic, but I heard um, so people set up um, their iPads to run Windows 95. I heard about that yeah. once. I, I saw a video of some people running it, but it's, you know, what do you do with that? I don't even know. What do you do with your iPad? That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, but it's cool because it was a native boot. I watched the cool boot that, start. That, that is really quite impressive. Yeah. Uh, so also this week the uh, the exclusive uh, from the Verge, I guess, uh, found the Windows games that are going to be on launch in the Windows Store. Oh, any uh, any look interesting? Uh, Angry Birds. Yeah. Is that a surprise to anyone? Yeah. No, but you know what does make a return? That's not going to be in the store, but built into the system by default. Andrew Kazooie. No, actually, what's going to be built into the system by default, oh dear, uh, is actually pinball. 
Do you remember? Oh, well, yeah. yeah. I used to play the Space One. Right. Space so you re- everybody remembers Windows XP's pinball. Yeah. And that was the highlight of our lives for many days. At Murray, it was. Um, and there's a cat tail on my screen. And um, so pinball is coming back, and uh, I, I'm so pleased because uh, well, Windows operating system that finally doesn't suck. So you judge them on its ability of sucking by yes, pinball? Yes, I do. So, um, you know, on my TV computer on the main floor, I have um, a TV tuner card so that I can watch TV. Um, so, Windows Media Player was being considered to uh, disappear in Windows 8. Really? What was going to replace it? Um, nothing. So, a lot, a lot of people really didn't use Windows Media Center, and what Microsoft would prefer to do is to make uh, Xbox the Media Center uh, platform. Yeah. Uh, well, it turns out that... It wasn't in the the developer preview. It wasn't there. It's not going to be in the consumer preview either, um, for no reason at all. But it should be in the uh, re- you know actual release. Uh, I, I'm kind of wondering if it's um, more of a UI uh, UI change, and they don't they're, they're not ready for it yet. Because you know it's kind of like an operating system within an operating system. Because mm-hmm. the UI is completely different from everything else. Yeah. I mean, what would what would um I would I would be lost without Media Center in my Windows. Yeah, like do you remember XP? Like they had a bunch of software, like uh, Movie Maker and other things. And you just after Vista, like you just had to go download it separately because like you could still run the old stuff on mm-hmm. there. I wonder if they will have something like they did with that. Well, yeah. I was just I don't know. I've never used Windows Media Center. I mean, like. Really? Well, I've, I've used it to play videos, like, sometimes. First time I install an operating system, it, uh... Oh, oh, sorry. Did Could you hear that at all? Yeah, you were good. Okay. Good. Um, yeah, so, like, first time I install something and I don't have a, any other media player, I'll use Windows Media Center, but otherwise, the, uh... Like, I, I don't know. I, I would use... Uh, like X, the Xbox Media Center, right, so, right, like an open. And that I think that deal. I think that's what they're kind of pushing people towards. Um, well, Microsoft um, did confirm that Media Center will still be in the final version of Windows 8, that is upon release, but it won't be in the consumer preview. And I'm thinking it's because of a big UI change. Because mm-hmm. if you look at the UI for it, it still looks pretty much identical to the original UI found in XP Media Center edition, and also. Uh, the media center that's going to come out in the final release of Windows 8 will be for premium versions only. So, um, who knows what that means? It, will, it probably won't appear on tablets. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. There's there's no reason really to have a media center on a tablet. Yeah. Yeah. It just I don't know. Uh, so we also know in the um, developer preview um, there was a start button in the corner of Windows 8. It was blackish compared to the blue bar. So, you know, they got, kind of got rid of the transparency in Windows. Okay, yeah, I, like I noticed that. that. No, so, do you like the transparency? I, I love that. What about you? I like the transparency. I like transparency, too, and I think it makes everything look nice. I mean, on Macs here, we don't have transparency. We have metal. Well, there's a lot of brushed steel, brushed aluminum kind of texturing. On Windows, I love the transparency because that's the joke on Windows. Now it's glass. Yeah. Um... But in um, Metro, they kind of got rid of all of the transparency. They're going to solid colors. Uh, so the start button is also going away. So instead of having a Windows button, you know, a Windows logo in the bottom corner that's in a circle, they're just extending the, the taskbar, you know, that much more. 
And if you mouse down into the corner now, you'll get a little menu that pops up that ha- gives you some of the options that were previously there. Okay. So, what, what do you do? You, do you mind losing your start button on Windows? Uh, if I use Windows, I would, because I mean that's kind of a standard thing for the last twenty-five years, right? Yeah, and that's the best way to get your Everything. computer, your documents, downloads. How about how about um, you, Sam? Well, I would if they weren't making, if they hadn't made some of the changes that they did to the taskbar functionality for like Windows Seven. Okay. Um, like for example. They did the whole jump list thing mm-hmm. for all the applications that you can pin to your taskbar. And there's a lot of uh, little tricks and hacks that you can do to make your taskbar look better and be even more functional than they sort of made it easy to do. Um, like you can organize it based, like with transparent icons, and you can uh, pin folders down there by making your own shortcuts and things like that. Um, without having to, like, navigate through the Windows Explorer jump list and things like that. So, I mean, the only thing that I ever use the start menu for is to either shut down or to, like, run a program. Well, wait, So they have, like, a shortcut for uh, the run. Just before the podcast, you were trying out Windows 8, uh, the developer preview, and uh, I had my parents come down when, you know, on the day of release, and I, I had them tinker with it for a few minutes. And I made them, I gave them a little quiz, you know, like I let them play for 10 minutes and then, you know, they went on Facebook and did some stuff. But then I had them do some other things like go and change your mouse settings, go and find my computer and make a file, go to restart, restart the computer in Windows 8. And it, to restart, you have to do so much stuff. Like if you're on the Windows desktop, you have to go back to the start screen, you have to click on your name, you have to log out and then restart. Really? That's terrible. Well, I mean, it's probably a developer preview thing, but I'm sure it's not going to be like that anymore. But it is terrible. Yeah, I would never do that. I don't, I don't like that. Or you could have just done Alt-Control-Delete Alt, uh, and hit so Log Out. If you hit the power button, would it just prompt you, do you want to shut down? Or it sleep? probably would. I, I I don't know. I was doing it in VM. That's how I do it. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. In 7, they have the option to customize what just the power button does. Right, right. Absolutely. I'm sure that'll still be there. But, I mean, it's just from the UI perspective, most people don't know you can do that. For normal users, people always go through the UI, or they unplug their computer. <laughs> Whatever's faster. <laughs> yeah, usually the UI. And, uh, yeah, so uh, luckily, uh, jump lists are still around, but the start button is going away. Uh, of course, it is being replaced by the entire start screen. Yeah. And you, so what do, you, what do you think about the start screen? You know, the start screen reminds me a little bit of the uh, Unity icons on the side. Uh, you know, they're, 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 they just float around and they don't really do anything. You, you saw the start screen, right? Uh, it's a screen with all the tiles. Yeah, yeah. I kind of, I, I don't know. I mean, I kind of like the start screen. I'm not a big fan of Unity, but the Windows 8 tile thing, I think, is for the direction that they're going in for trying to promote it on tablets and things like that, I think definitely... Is well, good. I've seen videos of people using it mm-hmm. in that way, and it definitely, I think, is a good direction for that platform. But for the desktop, I, I didn't spend enough time on right. uh, your VM to really get used to it. But I, uh, I don't know. It could, it could work depending on how they implement it with a mouse and keyboard. I mean, I just well, I mean, it does work with mouse and a keyboard. But I feel like on a de- regular desktop, that I feel like it'll be getting in the way a lot. 
Yeah. Um, I, mean, I love that feature for like my browsers. Like when I use Opera, I love having the speed dials. Like a the, kind of a tablet mm-hmm. thing kind of reminds me of that. Because you open a new tab and you, you can go to where tab. you need like, to go. I don't know how Chrome kind of does it for you, but I, I like not, Opera's implementation I, much I, better. I, I agree. Um, it's you you control it in that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Safari also has one like it, but the problem yeah, with Safari, Safari is it that is it, Safari. Um, it's too slow. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, we early did uh, a te- a little, test. We did a little Sun Spider test earlier, so we compared. Um, we should get to that in a little bit, but I yeah. have my um, uh, Android 4.0 ice cream sandwich t- uh, HP touchpad, and Mad has his uh, iPad, and we did a little Sun Spider test with Safari and Chrome, and. Uh, I also did it on my MacBook Air Safari, and the MacBook Air Safari never finished in the time I could do two tests in Chrome on the uh, HP Touchpad. So that yeah. just goes to show you how slow Safari is on the Mac. Chrome, Chrome, on the other hand, finished at 200 milliseconds. But it, it worked pretty fast on the iPad. Yeah, well, I think um, it was about 4,200. Uh, 17, some, 1742 or something. No... Or is that your desktop? Mm, no, I don't remember. Well, cool thing about SunSpider is I can just rerun it. Cool thing about TextEdit is nothing closes. Uh, oh. iPad was 1796. So it was 17. I don't remember. And uh, Android Chrome was 3000, and uh, Android Browser was 4500. Yeah, we could have published those now. Yeah. Whoa. Wasn't Wait, me. did that happen in real time? <laughs> <laughs> Love how we have to ask that. It's an email. Oh. Click click on the the tray. I don't want. I don't want. Why not? What is it? Deviant Dark News. That's nah, spam. <laughs> <laughs> see see how painful it is to have multiple mail clients on your device. No, multiple devices with one mail client. Oh, well, I, all I know is my iPad was working just fine until somebody decided to add a few things. Oh, I was waiting for this laptop to do it, but it it can't because I don't have Gmail open. Well, anyway, uh, so yeah, that's that's Windows Eight news and. So Windows 8 beta is, or consumer preview is coming out uh, on the 29th. So are you looking forward to that? Um, are, you I gonna, am. are you going to test it at all? Yes, I will. I'll definitely test it because. Um, now, are you going to not put it in a VM because I think the experience is a lot more yeah. uh, lackluster and dull in a VM? Even though I've built my computer planning on VMing things all the time, um, turns I, out it's never... not be that useful. Yeah, and plus um, VirtualBox screams at me for having two network cards. Oh, yeah. Because I, I need one network card for, like, I have one natively on my BIOS, or on my motherboard, and um, my uh, Debian installed didn't like that. So I bought a separate network card just so Debian wouldn't hate me. Um, like, I tried installing drivers for it, it just would not work. Mm-hmm. And so I just bought a little StarTech one, and it, it just works fine. That's good. Plus, it looks um, kind of cool because before I had no adapter cards in besides my graphics card, and so now I just have a little little NIC card in there. That's good. It looks less empty. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, plus, I have to go actually get a serial uh, DB9. Um, so you have to explain thing. what that is because I I don't really know what that um, is. To uh, interface with some Cisco routers and switches and stuff, you need to use a uh, rollover cable. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a DB9 to RJ45. Um, okay. And uh, I know some of our old Dells that were donated to our um, cluster um, have it, but I also I just want my main computer to be able to interface with it. Right, uh, you, right. Once you set it up, though, you don't have to worry about it ever again. But there there might come a time where I'm, I'm going to need it. Mm-hmm. And plus, it's ten bucks. Yeah, I mean, I, well. I've spent ten bucks on something stupider. Like um, speaking of which, yeah, uh, I was going to wait t- for um, app of the week because 
it's definitely an app. But uh, I bought it's, a kit on Amazon. It's more of a util. Yeah, but it's very, very useful. If it would have worked, um, a couple of my friends in my um, some of my networking classes have this little tool where it lets them. It's a little USB to um, SATA to um, IDE and uh, Parallel or SATA, and um, this has a little power strip with a Molex converter. And then um, it has a little Molex to SATA connector if you need that, too. Right. And then, so you can just, like, my, on my netbook, I don't have a CD drive. I could just hook up a CD drive to it. I could hook up a hard drive to mm-hmm. it. I could hook up anything to it. But um, when I took it out of the box, uh, instantly the power supply didn't work. Like, the green LED wouldn't even come on. Unless it was, you know, yeah, connected. Yeah, held at a certain angle yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I plugged in the US the SATA connector because that's what everybody uses now. And um, I was trying to go onto your old server hard drive. Well, one, um, one it wasn't the old oh, server. Yeah, it was just an, it was just a drive that we had. So Anyways, it, it, even if the drive didn't work, it would still spin up, and they didn't spin up. Yeah, no power. So, yeah. but either way, when I unplugged it, um, the female adapter on the USB thing ripped off. Um, so yeah, that that was uh, pretty bad. Th- mm-hmm. So the the power supply never worked, and that never worked. But I've seen this demonstrated, and it works so well. Um, so, um, so, do you know what that's called? Ah, uh, it's a it's a mouthful. Really? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll send a link to it on the um, notes. But um, I know it works because other people have done it. Uh, I just seems to have been very, rather unlucky this week. Was it a SATA PETA IDE drive to USB adapter converter cable for 2.5 to 3.5 inch hard drive slash optical drive with external AC power adapter? That's it. By generic? Mm-hmm. Isn't that a mouthful? Yeah, it is. <laughs> I really wish they would have called it, like, um, salvage kit or something. Yeah, that would have been better, but it's it's funny that it's really labeled under by generic. That's fine. That's just funny. Yeah, uh, but um, so it, it, this is this is a prime item. It has uh, 354 reviews, and you know, su- yeah, it had great reviews. Surprisingly, there's 139 five star reviews, and you got a dud. Yeah, I mean, there's also 90 one star reviews. If I'm yeah. correct, let, let me uh, let me go see what one of those stars, uh, one star reviews look like. Oh, but so, I, I realized something. Um, you cannot judge uh, no people c- reviews without tech. Because sometimes people try to plug a USB thing into a compact flash slot. You know, I know, but I know, I know, but I mean, some of them can't. They all can't be wrong. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't know. So one of the, one of them says several buyer, several buyers report supplies blowing up and smoking. Cool. At least one just didn't work instead of explode. Well, maybe. Mm-hmm. Here's another one. This adapter fried my hard drive within five seconds of plugging it in. Ooh, I hope that didn't happen to ours. After looking over other reviews, this appears to be a recurring problem. Hmm. Hmm. So maybe we should uh, watch out for that one. I'll put that in the show notes in case you want to buy it. um, (laughs) So actually, I can't can't request for a new product. I have to return it and then rebuy it. You know, I thought that was pretty bad at them. They should uh, get that fixed. Yeah, because I'm definitely going to try again. Cause, uh, Absolutely. I, I, you know, this for, kit would be invaluable for me in my field. And, um, and, you know, and we have a lot of drives here that we could find out what they do. Yeah. I mean, just whenever I'm at a school or um, a workplace where I need to you know, salvage some data for some people. Right, yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, because recovery tools are the most important things in the world. Yep. Because everybody finds a way to break something. But What else did you get? You got some other cable, too. Uh, yes, I also got a 50-foot uh, VGA cable. That thing is yeah. huge. Yeah, it, it's got some really thick shielding on it. Yeah. Um, 
I, I, don't know, I think I could hang somebody with it. It's real thick and sturdy. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of practical applications for it without just connecting to a VGA uh, computer. Um, I don't know, what so else so what did we try to hook it up with? We tried to go from the server computer to my big screen TV in the basement, but for some reason it kept saying invalid uh, format. Yeah, yeah. But that happens with a lot of um, devices. You try to hook up to that. It um, it appears to happen a lot with uh, that particular TV. Yeah, but I know we hooked it up to your um, laptop and that worked fine. Mm, well, uh, yeah. So we used it from this uh, Skype a laptop compu- to a nineteen inch monitor. Right. So Skype computer. Laptop to uh, server server desktop monitor, and it works fine. It's just that particular TV cannot understand how to use cables properly. But that was over a DVI to, to converter because it was DVI to VGA and then some other stuff. I don't know if that would mess it up too much. But but it worked here. That was to, a NATO VGA. Okay, yeah, you're right. Then maybe that is what it was. I don't but, know. Uh, I don't know. That computer didn't have VGA. Or is it no, your graphics card, were, you had two DVI yeah. slots. Oh, that's nice. So, hmm. yeah. I don't remember that computer very well. It's been a long time. Yeah. Pretty yeah. fancy graphics card. For just well, so where, where, where also, where did you get that uh, cable? Um, it's a monoprice cable, but I bought it through Amazon. Um, so that's kind of nice, because you know how they always charge shipping. It yeah, was uh, 14 uh, bucks for that, a 50-foot cable. That's been my problem with them, too. And um, also this week I bought... Um, a, St- a StarTech rollover cable and a um, DB9 to USB adapter. I know I said I was, earlier I was going to get that little adapter card because um, I read that there's been some issues with um, USB connecting mm-hmm. on some devices. Because uh, but on my netbook, there's no way they're going to put a serial cable on that. Right. Uh, so um, I just in a, sometimes I'd have to use that, um, but I, I don't know how often I'm going to have to use it. But you know, sometimes you have to. Traps together. I'm just looking at the the Amazon Mono Price page. Oh, and anything uh, interesting? Uh, yes, uh, 50 feet of premium 3.5 millimeter stereo male to stereo female cord. How much is it? 16.90. 16.90. How much did you pay for it on Mono Price's site? So my is that my, 20 cents. Like my my uh, cords are there. I think that are mm, six feet. Six feet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was 150. Yeah. Hmm. I don't need 50 feet, though. I'm just saying. Yeah, I wonder how much... I well, gotta go back to... That's oh. about the same price per foot. Yeah, I know, but I'm, I don't need 50 feet. No, I... Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, so it's... It would look like Amazon monoprice and monoprice monoprice are the same price. Do you need a computer? Uh, I've got more. No, it's I'm Just looking at what you're looking at. I, I don't really know what I'm looking at. But it, it is kind of interesting. And I, don't, I don't know how these things are labeled under Monoprice. M- MPI? Is that what you saw? Uh, no, I have to slide over on the other side of the table. No, too. let's. let's Monoprice let's has its own brand. Let's, yeah. Yeah, let's move on. <sighs> Kids these days. Yeah. So, um, as long as we're comparing prices, I'm going to jump to my first story. Yes, yeah, so let's, um, let's do that. So, one of our first. Um, Times we've done our podcast. I, it was um, it was right after um, some flooding in Taiwan, and um, so now that there's been some changes in desktop pricing. Now that um, a quarter of the world's hard drive supri- supply has just been cut off, um, and so um, I found an article comparing um, just the price of hard drives since the flood, and uh, I really, really, really wish they would have picked some better hard drives to uh, um, rate. Because all they keep on they um, 
rate a couple Seagate ones that are three terabytes, two terabytes, um, uh, three terabyte Western Digital thing, um, Hitachi, the three terabyte things. All these hard drives are just massive quantities. Is whoever uses those? Everybody just has like a 500 gig or 320 gig. Hard drive. Oh dear. Um, you know, I, I suspect that it has something to do with people actually ending up buying those because that's all that's around. I don't know, but the price, like, if you look at the prices, they went from, like, some of these went from being $200 to fi- almost $500 for a 3 terabyte hard drive. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the percentages on that page, uh, yeah, it, it's, they're um, kind of absurd. They, they've gone like up. The Seagate uh, Ruckus XT 3 terabyte hard drive just had a 140% increase in price. Now, do you know if these prices are retail or if these are, like, OEM prices? Uh, these are... Um, Retail prices, I'm oh. almost 100% sure. Yeah. Can you yeah. imagine paying $430 for a hard drive? Yeah, luckily I built my computer right before all the flooding happened. Yeah. And um, I got five hard drives in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was paying 60 bucks uh, for a terabyte drive, and I got my one uh, Western Digital Green Caviar of two terabyte for, I think, um, 50 bucks. Yeah. Um, and now for a two terabyte uh, Green Caviar is... 200 bucks before it used to retail value was 80 uh, i must have got it on sale and now it's uh, 230 so that's a that's a big price jump yeah no kidding <laughs> that is terrible i think the moral of the story is uh buy solid state no that is not the moral of the holographic story. cds <laughs> invest into I technology think, i think the moral of the story is to stop using data well i mean that's what i did and that it does work to some degree but the moral of the story is to uh, not wait until things get more expensive. Because eventually everything will be more expensive than it already is, just, just by now. Do you know what it isn't? Um, I've noticed this, the price yeah, of memories gone really goes crazy sometimes. Um, you know, DDR3 is amazing now. It's like $5 for yeah, um, 8 gigs. Like, um, times 10. For my, on my dad's laptop, I got him a 4 gig stick for 20 bucks. You know, I've seen um, deals from Newegg that, you know, they're selling $70 memory for 16 gigs. You know, and that's pretty uh, pretty impressive. I think I got, um, I think I spent almost 100 bucks when I got my 16 gigs of Kingston's HyperX memory mm-hmm. for my... I, mean, I, I always buy Crucial, but that's because I'm brand loyal. But, I mean, if I were building a computer today, I probably wouldn't care. Uh, there's a few brands I wouldn't go with. I would not go with... Computer memory, <laughs> you know, um, the shadiest brand I've ever like, seen. Like I would, I I would um, be fine getting uh, Corsair or uh, Patriot, but I wouldn't do G Scale. I wouldn't. Yeah, I would not do G Scale. I wouldn't. Either. I wouldn't do GL or A Data. I mean, A Data is good, but I just don't want it. No I, I've had good luck with Corsair and Kingston. And I figure if memory does go out or is bad, it's so cheap I can buy more. Yeah. For the price of the regular Crucial memory, why not? Yeah. What kind of computer do you have, Sam? Um, what do you mean? What kind of? I can uh, build yeah. it. Okay, so what kind of memory? Yeah. What do you oh, have in geez, your computer? I don't know. It's been a while. Hmm. Uh, probably Corsair. Uh, see, my desktop. This was a while ago, so I think I have four gigs in my desktop. That's good. Uh, That's what um, my tower here has, also. Yeah. So does this and this. Not that. Not that. I had no problems with it. I didn't have to like return it. I did have a problem with, like, my 300-gig Seagate hard drive when I built my computer. Really? It's odd, yeah. Seagate. What, yeah. what was the problem I've, with I've it? I've had bad luck with Seagate. Uh, it just wasn't spinning up when it arrived. It could have been something during shipping, 
people. Yeah, that, are, that happens. Yeah, dead mail on is terrible. Dead for on arrival is the new thing. Yeah, isn't it? So yeah. that that was not good. And then I I had gotten a power supply at the same time, so mm-hmm. I sent my power supply back to Seagate because it was too small. I sent my Seagate drive back to the power supply company. What'd they do? Well, the power supply company sent, or no, the Seagate sent back the power supply because they realized that it wasn't for them. But the power supply company kept the hard drive and said that if I wanted it back, I had to mail them a shipping label. Ridiculous. So That's unacceptable. No. <laughs> Good choice. I'm glad. They yeah. still have it. Well, well, maybe. That's okay. One of the employees took it home. Uh, not, not really. It doesn't work, though. So. Oh, that's, that's good. <laughs> so, uh, next, uh, I have some Google News. I know you have some Google News, too. Yeah. So, you know, this is one of those rumor things. Mm-hmm. And so, you know you know Dropbox? Yeah. You, you refer to Dropbox. Did you use Dropbox? Yeah. Um, I use Dropbox mostly for school stuff because I don't have hard drives anymore. Ever use Box? What? Ever use Box? I don't like .NET. I know you're campaigning for it really heavily earlier. No, okay, so when if you got an HP... Okay, so let me tell you something. I saw this deal, Box.NET, you get 50 gigs for free if you sign up with an HP touchpad. And then the day after I see this, the HP touchpads go fire sale. So I immediately buy one for 99 bucks, And then I had a um, you know, gift card for 20 So it was 77 after, and I had free shipping. So I, I, I take my touchpad, I register with Box.net, and I find out that it's useless because it does not act like Dropbox at all. Mm-hmm. You have to upload everything by hand through their website. Unacceptable. Yep. I haven't used it yet, but I still have the free 50 gigs. Bloody cat, stop touching the mouse. <sighs> See you, cat. Oh, man. You know, the cat adjusts my chair. Like, there's this... Uh... I heard you tweeted about that midweek. Did I? Mm-hmm. What did I do? Uh, let me reference. Hmm. I think he stated, like... Bloody cat mess with my chair again. Oh, yeah, um, I, I do this a lot. So, do you know how I can search by things you said? No, I could just go to my my page, though, and mm-hmm. just read it, I suppose. Hmm, meow, hmm. Oh, that was something else. How do you answer a phone, Sam? Like, what do I say? Yeah. Hello. <laughs> yeah. When, I, when I answer the phone... Hello, this is the president. You know what I do? No. Meow. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, we, we all have our thing, except yours is more normal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I feel always know it's me. too normal. You know, I don't, I don't see any of this stuff you're talking about. I'm, I guess I could do a search. The word cat. I found it. The cat changed my chair again. I found it. It was uh, on what Feb- day was that? February 2nd. It's a long time ago. So, eight days ago? I guess so. So, it's... You said well, midweek. Midweek last week. <laughs> Remember the podcast went in flames last week? Uh, what we were t- I was trying to uncover the cause of this last uh, earlier. I don't remember. Don't know where I've been. Hmm. Should uh, get that worked out. Well, anyway, so I bring up Dropbox because uh, Google might be launching a competitor soon to Dropbox, and they're calling it Google Drive. And of course, this has been rumored for years, ever since Gmail came out, and somebody figured out a way to cheat instead of not just storing email, but you could also store regular data. You could store, uh, you know, they could just essentially call it Google Drive. Well, you can do that with Google Docs. You just you, upload anything. Right, you want. right. So it's this would obviously be an extension eventually of Google Docs now, but I think um, it would sync more like a desktop application, and then to your Android, and then to all your other things. Right. So like Dropbox instead of Box.net. Right. Exactly. Box.net is a joke. Uh, the only thing that Box.net has going for it is uh, its business app things, but even that's not good enough. So, what would you uh, like to see in a Google Drive kind of service? 
I mean, they kind of already have, let's see, they have a document thing, they have a music thing, they can upload all your personal music to, um, they have kind of everything I use, I, I normally just store some, what I want you to be able to do is upload my Java files without it saying it's a virus. Right. Um, well, you know, you can do that with Gmail now. It won't. Oh, you can. Yeah. I'm as just long so as you used to have it compressed. As it. long as you don't do the class files. Mm. Um, one of the things I'd like to see is reasonable prices for the, you know, the, the storage. Yeah. Uh, one of the problems I have with um, Dropbox is that the storage price is absurd. Mm. Yeah, but um, I know um, Dropbox is really easy to use, and um, Amazon's S3 thing is kind of harder, but how much does it cost to uh, upload a couple gigs to your S3? You know, actually, I was looking at that, so I um, we have a lot of podcast files here, so each mm-hmm. each um, episode is about 1.8 gigs, and so I wanted to see, you know, if we did have enough a lot of episodes, so I just did 50 gigs, it would be 650 a month for 50 gigs. Six for fifty gigs. Okay. Yeah. Um, That's I I don't know. I don't, it is really well priced. I don't know where to find it on the on Google. Oh, here it is. Um. So I can get twenty gigs for for Gmail for five dollars per year, hmm. or for three hundred dollars approximately per year. I can get a terabyte. Hmm. What are you gonna go with? None of them. I don't care. I don't. I don't have email. Um, or you, for eighty gigs, you could do twenty dollars a year. It, but it's not monthly; it's per year. So I mean, uh, those rates are pretty reasonable. Yeah. Do you remember? I think Ubuntu One has pretty reasonable rates like that too. Do you remember when Amazon came out? Was that earlier last year? Early last year, or was it in two thousand ten? You remember when they came out with their music cloud thing, and you could, oh, you know, you, you. I think we were still in high school back then. That was yeah. Yeah. Last winter. I, I, yeah, I don't know. But I, remember, I didn't really care back then. I remember it being a big thing, but... Uh, the Google Music? No, the, the Amazon Music. Oh, Amazon yeah. Music. When they, like the instant... When they launched the cloud player and they launched the other thing. Mm-hmm. Right, Cat. Yeah. Here, I can just so, this for you. No, no, we're good. Just, no, no, put it down. Put that vibrator down, you want me to? <laughs> you gotta say it. Yeah. I, uh, put it down. Not working. Put it down. So, just looking at these uh, prices for the Google storage... They don't scale? It's ridiculous. I know. $256 for a 1 terabyte hard drive. You could buy a 1 terabyte hard drive for the price that a 200 gig cloud storage plan costs, and then just put it somewhere and I know. then store your own things. I know that sounds good in theory, but th- the amount of work it is to get that set up is not trivial. Right, I mean, but I mean, it's also not worth two hundred dollars per year. Extra per year, but it's Google. I mean, their data will it will never go away once it's there. Yeah, because let's say you your hard drive goes out. Like right. if you're so hard, just yeah. just do like a raid thing to so backup still, all the time. But, but, then you're gonna buy two hard drives. Right. So I mean, it's and, and still, I mean, if your house dies, then your 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 mirrored raid or your striped raid or whatever whatever. Your your location is toast, and if Google blows up in one place, there's still twenty more. Yeah, but the biggest thing about the cloud storage stuff that I like is that I can get at it from anywhere. If you, your hard drive will be bound to one spot, right, right? Well, you could set up your own like cloud storage. Yeah, but then that's it's not just... it's it's not a trivial thing to do. I've tried it before. Yeah. It's not easy. Well, like Dropbox, but it's you, oh. you, you want to see their rates. But did we find something no, I've seen else? Their rates. Um, 
you remember the Dropbox equivalent that we found that was we found a you found a Dropbox equivalent that was you well, set up yourself. You just, well, okay, so that's called Arrow Arrow FS, and so I tried to get a private beta key for this. And so essentially, what it is is you get your drive, you plug it in, you get download this program, and it uses peer to peer to sync all of the drives together. So it functions exactly like Dropbox, but instead of using uh, intermediate server, it uses your computers and then peers and peers them essentially to make them all stay in sync. So the more computers you have in your little swarm, obviously the faster things will sync and blah blah blah. Well and you can I mean like there's ways to set up your own sort of like peer to peer network that you can just have Right, a, right, right. But it's not again it's not it's not trivial. Yeah, but I still think it's worth I would rather do that than pay Google yeah, two hundred fifty dollars a year because you do it once and then it's set up. I know, but you're smart. I mean, I mean, you, you. Fine, you, I'll, I'll do it and charge less than Google. <laughs> no, but New I. New business opportunity. Okay, you do that, but I think, I think Google's, Google's pricing is reasonable in one sense. I mean, your terabyte drive, no. it doesn't. Your, your terabyte of data is replicated hundreds of times somewhere. Well, probably not hundreds. Okay, they, tens. Ten, maybe. Yeah, I, I mean, I would listen to him because he's the financial. I, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's the finance guy. Is, right. is that well, CFO? Yeah. yeah. Oh, actually, I did hear you. You got promoted to CFO of Nexus Labs. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, well, thank congratulations. you. Congratulations. Um, you know, I, I do have some uh, bubbly uh, juice upstairs. We can have that after. Sounds um, good. Yeah. Well, uh, so just a, another little comment on the prices. So they give you uh, one terabyte for two hundred fifty-six, and then you get sixteen for four thousand dollars a year. But if you look at those prices, you can see they're based to land. You know, it's one of those yeah. Google kind of jokes. Like, right. let's buy some patents for a pie billion dollars. Do you remember that? <laughs> no. They bought them all from IBM. Or... I don't remember who they were buying from, but it was like a um, consortium of Microsoft and Apple and HP. And they HP. offered them pie and, billion dollars? And I, don't, and I don't know what company was selling or giving up the patents, but they need, you know, they had to pay for it. And so Google's bid was, one, one of them was like, like they did constants. Like they took a billion like, so and, like they, and they multiplied. Right, right. Yeah, so, that's so, good. Yeah, uh-huh. that's very that's, Google. Yeah, that's why I love Google. Yeah, I'm such and, a. And, uh, <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny too, and and so I don't know if they did pie billion, but I remember it was three constants they bid, and they didn't win, but it was funny. That's pretty good, yeah. Like I guess I couldn't find a constant that was higher than four, but less than five. Yeah, I can't think of any off the top of my head. You can manipulate units to like give a different. You could just multiply by two and call it good. Two stacks. That would be six. Like well, how? Six yeah, I know, but I mean, like um, the uh, golden ratio. You can multiply it by four and you uh, three, and you could get four point two ish, three point or four point four ish, one point six times one point three. No, it's one point six. One point six. Times know, three is. I just think of e. Four point eight. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. I'm not. But then you would. Then it's not. It's good enough. But it's, it's not a five factor. anymore. It's just four times five, which is stupid. Okay, we'll, we'll go with that. But yeah. Yeah. What were we talking about? I forgot. Don't know. Okay, your turn. I don't even know anymore. Uh, me neither. Hmm. But uh. What about Chrome? Have you oh heard of yeah. Chrome lately? Fancy. Uh, you should toss me a cable. What? Uh, audio one. I don't have an audio cable. Where's the other cable going? I don't have any extras right now. What happened to them? Come back later. Okay. Are you, okay. Crap, are you using both of them? I'm using all cables. That 
we, we've gone over this. Our studio setup is limited by the number of cables. See, this is if my you building can, if, if you go under that cord, right there, there's a thin cord that's right there. You should grab that. Uh, no, I'll just hold it up to the no, mic. No, it's okay. I got it. Good work. Because um, I know there's no video aspect to this, but uh, I got a little two-minute video. And we're going to play the whole thing just so we can get copyright infringement. This is Chrome. You know what? Play it into the mic. (laughs) Okay. We Um, need more cords so bad. So, both of you are Android users, right? Yes. So, on your Android devices, what do you use to browse the web? Android. Do you? Browser. What is Android browser? Browser. Literally, that's what its name is. Android browser. So you don't get Chrome? No. Well, coming soon, you will. It's out right now, actually. Oh, good. That's a, that's pretty soon. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, never mind. Hey, everybody. Terrence here from Engadget, and uh, we're going to take a quick look at the... Crap, who changed my links? What are you talking about? Who started adding links to my thing? <laughs> who changed the show notes? The show notes are identical to the way they've always been. No bloody way. They've been this way for days. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, I did not do this. Um, Somebody, you started adding things because I know Sam doesn't have the rights to. This is a speaker. See, we have a lot of chords, and I don't know what they're all for, so I can't really. I was going to play the the not some stupid thing from some stupid site. I was going to play the th- official Google blog. You, you could because the link is right above. Yeah, but why are there other it's, links now? Because that's called sourcing. Faster, simpler way to use the web on your computer. But what if you're away from your computer doing stuff? You love to do stuff. What then? What if you could take Chrome with you? Then the tabs open on your desktop would be ready on your phone, the exact same ones. And boom, they're your favorite sites too. You can still search fast, faster than you can spell URL. Yep, the browser on your phone could be just like the one on your computer, tabs and all. Imagine that. Okay, so here it is. Don't imagine that. It's Chrome for Android. Yeah, um, still though, don't change my links. The links were the same. I added more links for more citations. Yeah. You need to read them. I'm on a tablet. I can't do that. I can't open things in new tabs. So you mean you're using an inferior device? Just, uh, I was a. On some device, was uh, it on here? Yeah, I think so. That had tabs. That's so Chrome. So what do they talk? That that you're using? No, no. That's the new one. Yeah. So do you have tabs? Yes. He has Safari. But when I click and hold, I can't see. Here's here's a, yeah. here's a tab. Right. So he already tab. had tabs. Yeah. But he has so an why iPad. are they saying that he doesn't have Chrome? Tabs? He has an iPad. Right. But they're they're like, oh, you didn't have tabs before. Now you can have but, tabs. But on but Android, that... on Android, you didn't have tabs before. Yeah, but I mean like. You could have tabs on a mobile device. I mean, Google made it sound like a bigger deal than it was. That's but, but I mean, Internet Explorer, Microsoft did that when when Internet Explorer Seven came back with tabs after Safari had them for years. I mean, Firefox. You know, they they said the same thing. I mean, of course, Google's going to say that, but, and I think they're saying it in the uh, sense that for the first time ever, Android users get tabs. I missed my plus sign. Is it not there either? No. Wow. Uh, so so I, I don't think it's a bug at this point. I think it's a a, a known. And pers- purposeful. Yeah. I'm not uh, updating. I mean, like, if they're going to get rid of the plus, they should get rid of the X's in the top or in the corner of the. How would you close it then? 
click in the corner. Well, anyway, so you know on, on Android phones, to switch Windows, you have to click on the menu button and then go to Windows and then go to... You know, it's terrible. Uh, it is terrible. And also, if you can't close the last window. Oops. Um, so say you go to a site. Oh, it brings you back home? I guess so. Oh my gosh, I haven't touched this computer in a long time. So say you go to metrotransit.org. Yeah. Some advertising right there. And... Uh, I, I, I use... You... I use, I, I use Metro Transit every day. Okay, so how do I menu button? This way? No. Oh, God. Oh, gosh. Don't do it. Don't, okay. Don't well, anyways, so on my phone, if you try and close the last tab, it just, like, opens it. It doesn't, like... Or you're in the window menu and press X, it just goes mm-hmm. to that tab instead of closing it. Right. Yeah, when I do it, I'm on the iPad. I just get sent to an untitled page. Okay, yeah. that's reasonable. Well, so Chrome for Android beta is, unfortunately, only available for ice cream sandwich. Mm-hmm. So uh, that means uh, only 1% of all devices in the entire universe can have this particular browser right now. Start small. Yeah. I mean, I mean you, our phones can't do it. That's sad. Although I probably could just get ice cream sandwich on my phone and then do it. Yeah, probably. Your phone probably could do it. What do you have, the G2? Yeah. Yeah, that's probably why. My phone has nothing. Mm. No skills. Yeah, at one point I had my phone rooted and... How'd that go? It was great until... Oh, geez, something happened. Either I broke my phone and had to get a new one. I can't remember if that was when I stopped being rooted or if I did something after that. Hmm. But I haven't since then. And I haven't missed it that much. I don't know. I can do everything I want without it being special. So I see you have some other things listed under your Chrome story. Um, yeah, but to verify that when you press the X on all the tabs to um, to see if you get to an unlighted, untitled page, oh my I kind of <laughs> closed so... all my links. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out a way to log back in, but it's kind of hard to do that on a tablet. Uh, it sounds like I'm on a desktop. Hey, you know what? We can edit that out, though. We've got time. Uh, but it's kind of... Part of the story. I well, anyway, I, I guess I, I guess I'll uh, re- we'll I'll, we'll return to your section later. Something about Flash or yeah, something about Flash. But in the meantime, let's talk about Apple. Have you ever heard of Apple? Yes, I hate them. What they do? I endorse their iPad. Okay. Well, so one of the things that happened this week is that um, apps are now going to be required to have Retina display, display screenshots. So in the past, it was optional to include. Uh, a high-quality, high-resolution screenshot, but now they must. So this is a... Th- this could be indicating two things, that the 3GS is going to be deprecated or the iPad 3 is going to have a rendered display also. Because you know that when you have an iPhone app and you need to display it on an iPad, it does the 2x scaling? Yes. Uh, well, apparently the art for those apps looks horrible if they're in the old resolution, so apparently Apple wants to either uh, make it so that those apps look less terrible or they want to make the 3GS less attractive to people so people actually buy real phones. Because if you think about it, the 3GS is two and a half years old-ish now, yeah. and that's ancient. Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- I thought for sure that they were going to get rid of the 3GS. This again. Mm-hmm. hope we don't die this time. There we go. And here comes the coughing.
Yeah, that is bad. Normally I'm choking on it and killing myself. Or hanging myself with a VGA cable. Need to lay down? Are you okay? Nope, not dead yet. Okay. Well, anyway, sophomore year. Um, so, uh, do you think the 3GS needs to go? Absolutely. How about you? I don't care. Okay, good answer. So, also, in uh, iPads... Uh, no, there's no no. So the iPad is rumored to be launching sometime in March. So uh, apparently, many sources have agreed upon a. Um, oh, thank you. Uh, many many sources have agreed upon a March early March uh, keynote, and then you know a couple you know a week later a launch. Yeah. Uh, so that sounds good. So apparently, the rumors about uh, an event being on Steve Jobs' birthday on the twenty fourth were uh, incorrect. Yeah, I, I guess that was going to happen. And I think it was pretty clear that it was like that because it was on a Friday. And Apple would never do an event on a Friday. Mm-hmm. I think the nearest day would probably be a Tuesday, which is like March 2nd or something. Yeah, but if you um, take your social security number and divide it by 19, you get some way to link back to the day they do the next Apple event. <sighs> hmm, yeah, probably. You know, when um the 4S came out, the, the um invitation... What? I was looking for a calculator button. Your laptop doesn't have a calculator button. That's disappointing. It's Spotlight. No, but there's, have a widget for there's it? no... No way. Like, but... Well, I mean, button. yeah, you could do that, too. Spotlight does full calculator? Well, it's full enough. How do I get back? Three fingers. Oh, God. I'm so out of place. So... Okay, you can continue. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah, no problem. Keep going. So, so what, what... Remind me again what I was talking about. Apple crap. Yeah, okay. Well, so, another thing is, uh, have you seen the iPad 2 lately? Mm. Do you think it's thin enough? No, it has too much toxic fumes in it. Yeah. Uh, so, one of the things that everybody thinks about the next iPad is that it'll be thicker. And that is for two reasons. The, um... Next iPad will have this big screen, you know, this uh, high-quality retina display-style screen, mm-hmm. like the iPhone 4 and 4S, and it's going to need a huge battery to accommodate all those extra pixels. Yeah. So they're going to make it thicker, which would be very odd for an Apple product, because when do Apple products get bigger, right? Uh, 33% of the time. <laughs> yeah, with ice cream and tow. Also... So, they're going to do this. Now, do you think there's going to be LTE on any of these devices, or do you think they're going to do 3G again? I think they're going to push for um, LTE. You think so? And do you think? I don't think they're going to interface to their um, near-field technology yet. I think no, uh, I, I think the near-field is a joke. Apple loves taking jokes and uh, implementing them. You know, the first the, the code name of, well, the, 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 pro, the product number of the A4 when it came out two years ago, I guess was called 1337. Mm-hmm. And we all know what that stands for, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it was pretty, pretty, pretty big joke. And that was the name of the chip in the, in the iPad, you know, when it came out. And it's kind of funny. Uh, so, also, we have um, another thing today that just, just uh, popped up out of nowhere a few minutes ago. Uh, and so, earlier this week, somebody revealed that uh, Apple was no longer uh, giving a huge discount to, or, well, huge in metaphorical sense, they were giving away, essentially, the white MacBooks to schools still. Like, they discontinued it for retail, mm-hmm. but they were still allowing schools to purchase. Yeah. Well, now they're no longer doing that. Now they're giving, 
and they're allowing 13-inch MacBook Airs to educational institutions. Um, but these aren't your typical retail MacBook Airs. These are 13-inch models with 2 gigs of RAM, a 1.6 gigahertz i5 processor, 64 gigabytes of flash storage, um, and it's 999. So this is a 13-inch model, but with the guts of an 11-inch model. For the same price as an 11-inch model. Right. So the only difference really is the screen. So you're getting a bigger screen, uh, which would probably be ending up being equivalent to the size of a old white MacBook. Hmm. Yeah. So what do you what do you think about that? You know, do, a lot do you of the think time, it's okay for schools to buy no. this? No. no. Um, they always try to scam them. <laughs> Tell me uh, about it. Like, because you know how our school just recently bought a bunch, or, or our old school recently got a bunch of iMacs, and they spent like $400 less to get a computer half as good as a new iMac. I remember, yeah. So oh. um, one of the things, uh, earlier this summer, Apple released, you know, like, the last generation of iMacs were i5 and i3 and i7 processors. Mm-hmm. Well, I, uh, Apple released a 999 model, you know, dollar model, um, that had a Core 2 Duo in it. And for 100 bucks more... You could get the i3 model, which is a real dual core and not a joke. Mm-hmm. So I mean, how many did the school dist- art school district buy? Tons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it got a lot darker in here. What happened? Oh, this went off. And that's dying. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Doom clock's on. Hmm. No, it's not. It just is a screensaver. I'll find a way to turn it on. Maybe not. Uh, let's the cat will see. do it. You know, the cat is sleeping quietly. Don't bother. What else did I read today about this Apple stuff? Because you know, I feel like I read something, but it, and it was significant, but I don't remember. Hmm. hmm. Um. I, I don't think I don't think there is anything. Oh, so what do you, what do you think about the um, iPad processor that's coming up? Do you think it's going to be dual core or quad core? Dual core. Um, and do you think it, it doesn't matters? need to be? It it doesn't need to be fast. Like I know we talked about this before. All the only thing that needs to be fast is the GPU. Uh, the, 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 like. I just recently found out that the, you know your HP touchpad mm-hmm. um, was underclocked to keep the battery life. I think they're gonna they don't want they because you know how they're upgrading the screen. Right. Um, they're already doing so many things to upgrade the battery or the usage of the battery. They uh, they can't afford to go quad core and stuff for battery life. Yeah, that's definitely like wattage on the processor is like a, a big deal for mobile devices. Mm-hmm. So I definitely think that they'll stick with. Dual core because it's already pretty pretty. I, th- I, th- I think dual core is probably the answer for now. I know a lot of tablets are going quad core, but they're not really going quad core for a purpose. They're going quad core to say they're quad core to make it a marketing point. Nobody really cares or knows what that even means. Right. And you know it's funny though because this uh, what do you call this thing? This MacBook Air. It's dual core. It's an i5. I think I hope so. And um, you know, it, it it's quad it, it's not quad core, it's dual core and it's like one point seven gigahertz. I mean, do, what do you think the clock speed is gonna be on the iPad three? Do you think they're gonna maintain that same one gigahertz speed or do you think they're gonna increase that? They might try increasing that. I I could see them two to, I, I don't know. I could see at least one point two. One point two? Yeah. Okay. I'd say even maybe one point four, but they're definitely going to keep it under I mean, two. I, I mean, I don't know how processor speed uh, relates to actual perceived speed difference, but I mean, do, you th- do you think 200 megahertz is really going to make much of a difference? Um, my brother said it did. Because like, you know how, um, as I said earlier, that thing was underclocked. When he brought his uh, thing to 2.5 uh, megahertz, because um, right now yours is clocked at 2.2 unless you customize it, um, he said, he, like, cause when you open your mail client, things and stuff take a long time. Right, he, right. He noticed a big difference in that. 
You know, it, actually, on Android, it takes a lot less time than it did on uh, WebOS. WebOS. Yeah. And so, did you know WebOS was actually Safari? Like, everything everything oh. you saw in the UI was essentially a Safari thingamajig that was being rendered funny. Like, every, everything was Safari. So, it is, it is really weird. Um, so, I'm looking at the uh, Wikipedia page for the HP touchpad, and it says that the clock speed was 1.2 gigahertz, and... You know, it doesn't seem like that it was that fast, considering that everything else in the universe is a lot slower. Yeah. Um, like, my phone is 600 megahertz. And it this phone is fa- was faster than the touchpad when it was running at 2.2 on WebOS. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I think my netbook's at 1.1 gigahertz. So, you say you said the, the uh, touchpad was underclocked? Yeah, to conserve battery life. So, what was it underclocked from? I think it was 2.5. I don't think 2.5 is the answer. Are you sure? 1.5? Maybe 1.5. Or 1.5, yeah. Yeah. Yes, 2.5 would be incredible. Yeah. Because, you know, Intel couldn't even get that, you know, six years ago. Uh, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's good. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. You gonna talk about Flash? Nope. Hmm. I can talk about Flash. If you want. So you know how we were talking about Chrome earlier? Mm Mm-hmm. So, on, um, made a discovery, you know, Firefox on Ubuntu comes with Flash now. Yeah, I thought it always came with an older version, but I guess it comes with a pretty updated version. Yeah, so that's, that's a new thing. I don't, I don't know what's going on there. Well, Flash is now also not going to come on the, uh, Chrome browser on Android. And, in fact, Adobe is no longer going to support any Flash at all for any mobile device. So Flash is gone. Mm-hmm. Took a while. Yeah, I think it's good. Mm-hmm. Also, in other related news to Chrome, Chrome 17 is now out of beta and is now a stable release. Yeah, I heard and that. this was the first Chrome that eliminated the plus button, the mm. plus sign in the new tab button. Didn't like that. And uh, I like it now. Why? Why did they do this? Because you don't need a, a plus sign. But I the, think they're going for the more like. Modern, but do you know what that? Look. Do you know what this means? Yeah, I, I mean, you, you know, you it click it, it. Well, it looks like the corner of the uh, new tab right, right. that's like would be in perspective, like it's hiding right. behind, like yeah. there's a shadow over the corner of the tab. Oh no, <laughs> the vibrator. <laughs> so, um, what is it? Oh, cat's looking out. What's happening? It's one angry cat. What is the show title that you wanted to say? No, don't worry about it. We can we can we'll okay. edit it out. So, uh, okay, continue. Okay, so the the new tab button in Chrome looks like your voice is coming out bad hand. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Okay, so the new tab button in Chrome looks like the corner of a tab that's hiding behind the rest of the window, like there's a drop shadow over the corner. So there's what? Go. Cool. Oh, okay. So there's a... I don't know. I mean, it's like you're bringing a, the next hidden tab out in space in, <laughs> into the window. Um, okay, I don't I don't know what's going on here. But anyways, so, so I, I don't think it's a big deal for them to get rid of that. Although, I do think that now that they got rid of that, the X button should be changed because it looks big and in the way. So now. you're saying the X button on each tab? 
Yeah, I mean, I so mean, like if you, you could, um, like double clicking the tab, maybe would close it or something. Okay, yeah. Uh, no, I don't like that because I naturally double click things. Right. Okay, that pisses me off. No, I mean, like people double. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Double-clicking pisses you off? Yeah, right. So, people that double-click things that you don't need to double-click, you used to have to double-click everything. I, I, Windows my, XP? My parents do that all the time. Oh, I hate it. I know. So, you, you, it always used to be you have things on your desktop, you double-click them to open them. Mm-hmm. You have things in Explorer, you double-click it to open it. Now, you have things on your taskbar, you single-click to open them. You have tabs, you single-click to navigate to the new tab. Right. You have... Everything is single-click. You, you don't double-click links in the internet... You single click them, and so I mean, like you say, you double click probably out of force of habit because you used to have to double click things. But honestly, I don't I, Windows. Like honestly, I don't have that problem. I know when to double click and when to single click. Right. And I like I don't even think about it because I don't I don't even know. No, I know. Same. I I don't either. But like my parents do that. Just right. Like you said your parents do that. Yeah. So I I mean like so I guess valid point. Double clicking may not be the best gesture because. Windows is for everyone, well, and everyone one, clicks. Well, for one, um, I mean, I do um, Community Ed 101 and 102, and those two classes, they're, they're computer introduction classes, and so we teach people how to use the mouse, um, and it, it's it's really hard to teach people how to use the mouse because you, you have to explain to them what when to double-click and when to single-click, and in Windows XP, everything makes sense. But then when people have laptops, because people bring in laptops and they have Windows 7, well, the computer's at... In the class, they're all XP computers, and everything's very clear and obvious. But in 7, when you double-click and when you single-click, just as you said, in browsers and then also in Explorer and Superbar on the bottom, it's all changed. So, I mean, people try to double-click on menus, and it's insane, because you click once, and then it goes away, and then they click on the thing that was blowing, and they kill everything. Unacceptable. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so... Right, so I guess maybe... The double click to close tabs is not the best option, but make like get rid of the X and put like a, a like a narrower thing. I don't know. They but the also, plus like takes up a little brick of space. Mm-hmm. Now it's gone. the The box that it was in is still there, but right. now the X seems like it's taking up a lot of space. Right. So, so it's less. It's, that, it's, it it's less visually cluttering. Yeah. Right. You guys in Windows Land, when you have a window and you double click on the like by the tabs, like, isn't it like part of the menu bar? And won't that make it full screen? Well, if you click on the side of a tab, it'll do that. Yeah. Okay, so double-clicking us to full screen? Yeah. Double-click on the center of a tab. Nothing happens. Okay. Okay. So It's a miracle. What, um, one thing that you do, if you were to maximize that window right now, drag it to the top of the screen, maximize it, and double-click in the top left corner, very this, top left. This one? Yeah. Yeah. D- double-click, and it closes it. Oh, crap. Oh, uh, Sorry. Um, so... <laughs> Show notes. <laughs> uh, I, have I, have done that some... I have them here. I have them here. I have multiples. So anyways, like, yeah, double-clicking does weird things now. No, but, you know, I think that's a, a fine feature, and Chrome in general is really good about it. Um, if you have a, a real mouse, like, you know, like one of these kind of mice, um, if you uh, click on a, a tab with the middle button, you know, your scroll wheel button, it'll close, it. it'll close the tab. Um, nobody knows that what that feature is. It's just a feature for power users, and that's okay. So, right. So, uh, does Control-Click do the same thing? I can't remember. That opens a new tab. Uh, but what does it do on, on a, a tab? tab? On a tab. I don't know. It opens Control-Click. context menu? No, yeah. Well, that makes, it's a Mac. 
Uh, okay. Well, so I I don't know. Um, I guess there isn't a button to close a tab with clicking on it. That is kind of weird. You'd assume they'd have that. Right. So middle click. Is there a middle click version on a on the Magic Touchpad? Mm, Probably not. No. Like three finger tap or something. Not that I know of. No. Hmm. Okay. Well, right. So so I guess it. Yeah. So they need. I don't know, something different and universal. They got rid of the plus, so get rid of the X. God, Matt, put that vibrator down. What? Why? It's the cat. It likes it. Likes it on the full setting. It's it's scaring me that you're carrying around a giant two-foot-long vibrator. Okay. Fine, I'm putting it down. Well, you know what? You know what? I think it's time for the lightning round. Hmm. So, this time in the lightning round, we have Sony. You know Sony, you've heard of Sony. Well, they're changing the PlayStation Network to the Sony Entertainment Network. From PSN to just Sen. That sounds better. I know. So, Samsung, you know Samsung, they make those uh, Samsung phones that are really nice, that are uh, Android phones and that are actually good. Yep. Well, their LTE chip has now become a lot cheaper so one of the problems with uh, most LTE chips is that they're pretty expensive and they're generally huge and they suck a lot of battery. So if you could only eliminate one of those things, at least you're getting rid of the price. So you you um, you use Wolfram, right, Sam? Yeah. Uh, so Wolfram Alpha uh, is launching a new thing this week, and it actually already launched. You can sign up for uh, a 14-day trial, and it is called Wolfram Alpha Pro. One of the things it can do is you can give it images, and it'll analyze those images. You can give it, like, uh, spreadsheet files. You can give it large sets of data, and it'll do stuff with it. So it's kind of like having Mathematica, but everywhere, and uh, for a lot less. Yeah, it's a it's got some interesting features, actually, that Mathematica is not very intuitive to do those same things with. Oh, I agree. Um, but I think we're going to cover this a little bit more in depth on the universe, yep. as far as what sort of scientific functions are introduced now and how those are more accessible for everyone. I agree. So also, um, I think on Sunday was the Super Bowl. I Do I have that right? I, 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 well, I think... I, I, don't I don't watch football. I don't either. But yes, either. it was Sunday. Well, well, apparently, the Super Bowl, towards the end of the game, there were 10,000 tweets per second. Now, I don't think that's a record, but I, I, I hear that's a pretty big number. And, you know, you know uh, I, I'm pretty pleased. Also, we have Kbuntu. You've heard of Kbuntu, right? Mm-hmm. So, apparently, um, supporters ending for Kbuntu. So, Finally. Uh, KDE, KDE Ubuntu is going away. Not, not, not a big loss. I hate KDE. The only one that doesn't go with that. I think you want some AMD chips. Ah, no, I can go without those. What would you like instead? Intel chips? I don't need more chips. I have plenty of ruffles. So, you want cubes, then? I like ruffles. Uh, so, AMD is actually... Uh, making IBM make their Trinity APUs. So they're low-powered... Yeah, it's it's this guy. Uh, yeah. So, um, so, so he doesn't have headphones, and so he doesn't hear that annoying, really bad clicking noise just popping in her ears. Pretty or, much. Was that me? Yeah, it was you. Oh, sorry. Uh, so AMD is making IBM supply the Trinity APUs, which is going to be in ARM tablets, essentially. Mm-hmm. And uh, so... It's funny that AMD is making another manufacturer that makes chips anyway to make stuff. Everything goes in cycles. Yeah. yeah. Also, we have BT Junkie. Have you ever heard of BT Junkie? Never. Well, I don't really know too much about them either, but apparently they were a uh, 
BitTorrent aggregator, so they would just look for BitTorrent files and, you know, make it searchable, I guess. Yeah, uh, no, I think I have heard of that. Uh, I, I don't, I've never seen it before. Well, apparently they're shutting down for good. And I guess it was between being scared because of Mega Upload and then increasing threats and other bad things. Mm. Yes. And that concludes the lightning. Uh, one what do you, more. What do you, what do you have? Um, so, do you know Soba? Never heard of it. Uh, okay. Do you know Wikipedia? Last time I checked, yes. Do you know how they, they kind of really hate everything to do with Soba? Mm-hmm. And so, um, ever heard of GoDaddy? Yeah. Yeah. And so, do you know where, uh, Wikipedia gets a lot, buys all their domain names from? Well, they used to buy them from GoDaddy. Um, you know, they said they're going to leave them, but they haven't actually done it yet. It's oh, yeah. been a month and a half, and, um... Uh, Wales has not moved um, things off of GoDaddy, but he just made another statement saying that um, they're about to, if they haven't withdrawn their support, because GoDaddy is still supporting um, SOPA. I was trying to think of a joke for Wales, but I... He's just steering. Well, yeah. So do you have an app of the week? Um, My app of the week was actually a salvage kit of the week, and that didn't... Really worked. Well, well I, we reviewed I, it on Amazon, and I told everyone to go buy it. So that's good you know, I, I, I do do have an app of the week. So I needed to share a bunch of pictures. I needed to share two gigabytes of pictures with somebody, and I, they didn't need them all. They just wanted to look through them. And so what I did is I used Opera. You've ever heard of Opera? Yeah. You, yeah. you mentioned it earlier with Speed mm-hmm. Dial. Well, Opera has another utility that's bundled with it, and it's called Opera Unite. And Opera Unite doesn't get a lot of attention because nobody uses Opera. But what it, you can let you, what it lets you do is it lets you uh, download another little app that's essentially a little photo-sharing app. You know, it's for Opera. And what it does is it lets you pick a folder on your hard drive somewhere, and then what it does is it makes a little mini-web server with UI and everything, and you just give um, the person that needs to see the pictures the link, and then they can peruse them at their leisure. So it uses your bandwidth, and it uses a uh, domain name from Opera. And they can just see your pictures. It's password protected, and Sounds it works. Good. It works really well. It, it's you know it uses your internet, so your upload speed is the bottleneck. But of course, mm-hmm. you know it's, it's not so bad if the pictures aren't high resolution. And it's all free. It works really well. Uh, I think I think it's pretty handy. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what else do we know here? You know, um, you know. Uh, hmm. It's interesting. What? There's a studio cat. Yes, it seems pretty sad. Uh, I think it's actually really content. It's it's sleeping. It wasn't a little bit ago. It's getting vibrated pretty hard. (sighs) Oh. You know, the the quality of these aren't uh, turning out as high as I anticipated. Really? Quality of the podcast? Yeah. Uh, What do you mean? As far as, like, what we talk about? Integrity? How... The, the auxiliary sounds, uh, I think, okay. are, are what I'm referring Sorry, to. Am I, like, making noise again? No, 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 no. no I, I think he's referring oh. to uh, some vibrations to the cat. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know, okay, so I think that's all for today. This is Matthew Putchell signing off. And uh, where can we find uh, you, Sam, on the internet? Uh, you can go to Sam Eberts at Twitter. Or that sounds good. The Universe. Yeah, podcast um, on the Nexus and so we, we typically do the universe every Saturday, hopefully, and we typically do at the Nexus this podcast every Friday, depending on who you ask. Of Same person. And uh, yeah, so uh, this is Ryan Ripper said, "Have a good one."